We are coming at you live from JGI Studios. This is Bang the Book, Season 3, Episode 10. I am the professor joined, as always, by the Beast of Baltimore, the Baron of Bel Air, Kanto the Greek. Kanto, what's happening? How we doing, man? Just got my first practice in with my 11-year-old girls team. I'm teaching, uh, coaching my daughter's uh, rec basketball team this year. Had a big turnout of three girls tonight, so we ran, we ran some two-on-two, two and uh, it was a lot of fun. So you, you ran with them? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got a good sweat up. We sweat in. How's first work, for, First workout of the year. Yeah, man. I mean, you uh, <laughs> once you get that basketball sweat going, it's there's nothing like it. No, no, but it's, uh, it's actually my daughter's second year playing, and uh, super excited to coach them, and I love it. It's a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, 11, 12-year-old girls, man, you got to teach them the right way to play, a little pick and roll, cut the lane, a lot of things, man. Find the open space. We're going to do a little back door. We're going to press them. We're going to run it. We're going to run the floor, baby. We're going to be all over this these games. So what is the over-under on these games, if I may ask? I mean, last year, I mean, we scored 20 in one game, uh, but I don't think we scored most than 20. We we didn't lose last year, or her team didn't lose last year and won the championship. Uh, but they're 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 not a whole lot. They're not really high scoring, man. You're looking at like 12, 10. You know, some scores are staying in the single digits, but uh, but this year's a little different because they're up a grade, they're up a year, and uh, the the lot the girls have gotten a lot taller. I mean, Haley's short, but these girls were. I mean, there was a girl that we were was on a team that's as tall as me. Wow. So, so five foot seven. Yeah, she could shoot at five, eight and a half with my platforms on. Um, <laughs> and, she, and she can shoot. She can shoot from the three. So, like, it's a lot of, you know, it's, it's changing there in middle school now. And Bel Air has middle school sports for the first time ever. So, Hales wants to try out for middle school basketball, see how that goes. I got, I need the legendary coach, Jeff Gunther, to make his way to Bel Air and run some practices to get my, my daughter ready. But it might happen. I, th- I think that Coach Gunther is about done with uh, <laughs> the scene in Richmond, so it might be time to to, to go up I ninety five and coach the Bel Air uh, Barons. What, what, what are they? Bel Air what? We are. Uh, I think we're the Bel Air Panthers for middle school. Go Panthers! We're the Wildcats for elementary school. So just like Woolridge, so it's very exciting. I love it, man. Yeah. Let's hey, do, well, let's, uh, yeah, let's do this. Checking in on the on the on the uh, bang the book cup. Kanto the Greek gains another game last week. Two and one on the week. Professor goes one and two. Professor sixteen ten and one. Kanto making up ground every single week. Fifteen and twelve. That puts him a game and a half back. But if you look at our combined plays, that's thirty one and twenty two. Pretty damn good. Uh, we're a game over 500 per week, if you if you break it down, you know, weekly. So um, we we've certainly been banging the book, if I must say so myself. Yeah, I agree. I mean, if you put us together and you've been betting us, I mean, we talked about the number we need to get to at the end of the year. But uh, if you played both of us, you'd be doing very very well right now, right? Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. You'd be doing um, pretty well. We we talked last week about you know some of our some of our listenership we've got people out in germany so big shout out to the folks out in germany uh, a couple in the uk so hey the bang the book uh empire is growing it's fantastic we had a german exchange student uh when my brother took german in middle school and uh his name was uh christian and he visited us 
and he stayed with us and he called me fat. I punched him in the nose and broke his nose. It's oh, pretty <laughs> fucked up. It's messed up to call me fat, man. I was a little porky, but yeah, um, yeah, those are definitely fighting words. I mean, yeah, I wasn't happy about it, you know. But we had to send him back to Germany with uh, a good USA. I love this. Sta- I love America. Little emblem with something to keep him to remember the country by. So welcome to America. Wow. Welcome to America. Yes. But well, but but hello to our German friends. I am I am partially German myself. My mother's maiden name is Ulmer. Uh, I love to drink, so that puts me in the German category. So let's go. And to be clear, Conte the Greek apologized wholeheartedly for punching Hans, or what was the guy's name? Christian. Christian in the nose back yes. in uh, 1998. So uh, yes. we're beyond that. We're beyond that. We're beyond Hey, we're but hey, underdogs on the season are coming in at a 57.8% clip, 74, 54, and 6. Um, the big dogs, big dogs of plus seven or more they go three and one last week to improve to 20 and 10 on the season so there's certainly value in the big dogs and we do have three big dogs count them three the jaguars chargers and commanders this week um so so Kanto, in terms of uh talking about dogs hitting uh it seems like there's there's slowly been a regression back to the favorites uh any words of wisdom to our to our bang the bookites regarding uh whether to keep playing these dogs or perhaps to decide more with um you know with the team's land points these days no i keep riding the dogs there's three that are getting plus seven or more i'm playing all three of them this week and you're gonna hit two of three i couldn't tell you um, there's probably one favorite. I like Kansas City with the nine and a half. I would say that, I mean, if I'm not playing them this weekend, but that's the one I'd stay away from if I'm, if I'm riding dogs. But, I mean, uh, the commanders, as we'll get to me really quickly, I'm taking them. But I think the money is in the dogs right now. I think that the NFL week by week, as I said last week, is very up and down, very gets close. Teams win that aren't supposed to win. I mean, the Bills lost to the Jets, right? So, like, it, it's happening any given Sunday. And I truly, truly believe if you're getting points uh, of that nature, plus 7, plus 10, plus, plus 12, you know, you're going to take those points. Yeah, I feel you. Before we get into the picks, though, uh, of course, in the news this week has been – Pro Bowl center Jeff Saturday. Actually, he might not be a Pro Bowler, but he's certainly in the in the Colts ring of honor. Uh, Jeff Saturday becoming the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. Um, a guy that has never coached at the professional or college level. What are your thoughts regarding that hire? and the immediate future of the Colts franchise. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what Ursa is doing. Uh, maybe a publicity stunt. He drinks a lot. Drinks a lot. Uh, somebody was telling, I was listening to a story that his father apparently used to get so drunk he would fire people and they would go to the employee and say, just come back to work tomorrow. He won't remember that he fired you. And they would just come back to work. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, like, I think, you know, uh, I don't know, maybe a publicity stunt. The season's probably over. They're just, you know, maybe putting butts in seats or maybe they're looking for lightning in a bottle. I don't know, but there's no way Saturday's the coach next year. Uh, this is just to fill a gap. And uh, the Colts are reeling, man. They're reeling. And I don't think, I don't, I don't know how they, they get back, get out from under this at all. Yeah. So, uh, you know, this hiring is not without precedent. The Cardinals, St. Louis Cardinals, back probably a decade ago, 
hired uh, former player Mike Matheny to manage their ball club. Uh, he had no experience as a you know as an assistant or you know as a head coach, and I believe the Cardinals went on uh, to do really well with Mike Matheny. So um, you know maybe he's you know trying to catch lightning in a bottle here, but it's certainly not a good look for the franchise. And Ursay, he looks god awful. Yeah. Well, first of all, Matheny definitely won a World Series. Yeah. Um, there's no question about it. I think baseball is a little bit different than football. Um, you know, I, baseball is a little bit strategic. It's more like uh, managing personalities and managing situations and, and things like that. It's not like really X's and O's and calling plays, if you think about it, you know? Uh, right, like, I, right. I, I, could, I could see Peyton Manning walking in and running an offense as an offensive corner. That would make sense to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I think I think football, you grow into that position through being multiple, being a backs coach and an offensive coordinator. Like you don't just jump into the head coaching position in the NFL. So I think it's a little wild. Um, you know, the NBA has done this with previous players and they failed. You know what I mean? So we'll see what happens here. But uh, I mean, again, the 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 South is a terrible division. So who knows? Maybe they do run and catch catch some games and and make a run at it. What a what a story would be. Yeah, well, Conte, let's get into it. Uh, week ten in the National Football League. Let's keep let's keep in the black here. Who are we rolling with in Week ten? Yeah, Commanders plus eleven against those Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, they're not as good as their record. They are a good football team, but I've been saying this now probably all year. They're not the best team in the NFL. I think the Commanders with Heineke played the Vikings tough. I know they're going to Philly. It's not that long of a drive for them. Uh, the Commanders have some some interesting news in the you know going on now with their owner. They're being sued. The NFL is being sued because of a hostile work environment. I'm sure it's very hostile uh, in the Commanders' uh, headquarters. But I think 11 points is a lot. I think Heineke plays teams tight, and I could see him making a run towards the end and making close. Philly will win, but they don't cover. So take the Commanders. Yeah, the. Uh... The majority of the money is coming in here on Washington. 66% of the handle is on the commanders, um, which is interesting because the line really hasn't moved a whole lot that I've been tracking. It might have been 11 and a half earlier this week, uh, sitting at 11 currently. But the majority of, of the money here is on the commanders catching 11 on the road in uh, in Philly on Sunday night football. <sighs> You know, and I, we talked about this off air. I had, I had thought about putting the Commanders in there, but I, I really, I can't recall the last time that I put the Commanders in one of my official backbook yeah. plays. It just like, I don't like the franchise. Uh, they're probably okay, but I don't really, I don't think that Heineke is someone you want to lay any kind of money on in terms of, you know, if you were to think about those three dogs, I feel much more comfortable playing with Justin Herbert or even, um, Christ, the guy's name, the Jaguars quarterback. I feel better playing with, you know, those two versus playing with, uh, the ODU products from the commanders. Yeah. I mean, listen, I don't think I've ever played the commanders. I don't really have any faith in them, but first time, I think in this first spot, time caller, I think it's in the, I think in this spot it goes to the number we've talked about. It is the biggest line of the weekend, I believe. Um, so I like it. Um, you know, I like it enough that it's close at the end. I really do. I really think that there's going to be some Philly fans 
like stressing this towards the end because it's one of those divisional games that I think uh, that that teams lose that they shouldn't lose. But they're not going to lose this game, but it'll be close enough to feel like it. So, well, there's also play. also the angle of the fact that Philadelphia is going to lay an egg at some point. Like they're not right. going to go undefeated, you would think. So, um, you know, history is also on your side. The '72 Dolphins are also on your side. There you go. All right, what do you got? Uh, pick two. Get Commanders pick two, plus 11. Steelers plus 1.5 at home against the Saints that got beat up in uh, New Orleans on Monday night. I mean, you could you could argue they're coming off a short week. You could argue that. You could argue that the Steelers are um, coming on Tomlin as a dog, and he and he and, you know, as we talked offline, he's he does very well as a dog. He, this is a home team getting points i think we've talked about that enough this year when the home dog is getting points they win some percentage that you bring to the table every week professor and i'm taking the steelers and i'm in a in a win that tomlin needs uh with no faith in anything that the saints have going on right now. yeah i mean that's it, it's a it's a system to play especially in a game like this where it's a home dog got a low total the total is 40 we've talked about how dogs are hitting at a high percentage in over unders below 42 so it's a systems play Conso. and you know i want to shed a tear every time i see you play a home dog or even a dog in general it's a beautiful thing that you really come around in your um you become a tout you become a sharp and it's it's really great to see well i appreciate that and you know to the surprise of the fans i'm not playing the cowboys game uh, this week, I know they're back off their bye, but uh, I was a little stinky for me at five. I like it a little better at four and a half, but I still don't love it enough that they would have to. This would be the nail in Aaron's coffin, and uh, I just don't think it's going to play that way at four and a half for Dallas. So I'm going to stay away from it. I won't bet against them. So I'm taking the Dolphins at three and a half, minus three and a half against the Browns. I mean, uh, what's is Brissett? Is it Brissett? Whatever his name is, is playing quarterback for the Browns still. Yeah. The yep. Dolphins look really sharp with Tua and Tyreek Hill, and they they're just they look to be an offensive juggernaut. Um, so I like the Dolphins minus three and a half uh, for no other reason than they're just a way better team than Cleveland. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I'm starting to gain faith in Tua. I did not like him when he first busted on the scene, but uh, he has shown me a lot. He's doing he's th- he's throwing a good ball. And he's got Tyreek Hill, man. And he's got Waddle. And he's got weapons. And that coach seems to be pretty damn smart. So uh, they got some th- good things going on. I just think three and a half isn't enough uh, for it to look away from it. Yeah, so it's funny you say the Dolphins. because I had looked at the Browns. I had the Browns down. But the more I looked into it, I just thought about the fact that if Miami gets up and the, and the Browns have to try and throw the ball instead of you know, they're bread and butter to run the ball with Chubb. They're going to be in big, big trouble. So this one, this one could get out of hand in Miami. Um, so I think that the Dolphins play, it's a, uh, you know, usually when you play the favorites, you kind of see it as a chalky play. But I think the Dolphins here is actually, you know, playing the sharp favorite. And, uh, you know, them laying three and a half at home seems like the, the play you got to make. And looking at the splits here, there is, I mean, there is a big disparity. The Sharps 
seem to be on Cleveland. 30% of the bets, but 49% of the money is on Cleveland. Uh, but I really, I've played Cleveland and I've seen what they do. Uh, they just, they don't seem like a team that is really all together right now. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I mean, I just, who do you trust? You know, we talk a lot about trust in the quarterback, right? Who do you trust? I trust Tua. Tua, I mean, number one QBR in football right now. So, there you go. yeah, I mean, you, you got to go. You got to go with Tua. And that's with a uh, goddamn concussion that almost made him uh, into into uh, a vegetable. In there. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. still balling. Yeah, balling. So, uh, you know, a couple weird names for me. I don't play a lot of Dolphins games. I don't play a lot of Steelers games. I never play Commanders games. So I'm going outside of my box here a little bit. Uh, but it is the NFC East, so I feel pretty good about that um, in that Commanders game. But I really don't think I call those names too much. This is the first for me, and uh, I think it's going to be a big weekend. I believe it's going to be a big weekend. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Hey, uh, my first pick, I'm going to I'm gonna ride – ride the dogs keep riding the dog train uh i took the vikings at plus three and a, or plus five and a half i should say two days ago that line is down to three and a half so i'm feeling pretty good about the vikings um you know catching five and a half i imagine there was some some talk of josh allen playing it looks like he's gonna be out now I mean, this line opened somewhere around nine and a half so you know, Josh Allen is arguably the one player that moves a number six points in the National Football League. Probably Mahomes as well. But outside of those two, like I don't think you have a quarterback that can move the number that much. You got Case Keenum playing uh, in in Allen's place for Buffalo. Buffalo, they're they're beginning to look like a pretender. I mean, without Matt Milano there. As a linebacker, he looks like he'll be out for a second straight week. Again, you have Allen out. The Bills don't run the ball without Josh Allen. You know, if you take Josh Allen out of the rushing attack, they're only getting about 75 yards per game. Uh, and also, the, the Bills have been turning the ball over a great deal. I mean, in fact, their turnover differential is only plus one, whereas Minnesota, some way, their turnover dif- differential is at plus six. So, hey, Minnesota plays that run well. They're going to make Case Keenum throw. It's going to be a cold day in Buffalo, around 40 degrees. I think in games like that, you got to take the dog. you got Dalvin Cook. Minnesota has the superior running game here. Dalvin Cook's getting 4.6 yards per carry. So I'm going to ride with the Vikings here. I've been fading the Vikings all year, and I think it's just time that we got to realize that the Vikings are pretty damn good. Yeah, I mean, the Vikings only lost it to the Eagles, right? Um, right. And they're, and they're undefeated. But I do I do think that you're, you're with Allen out, that line that you got a five and a half plays very, very well. I don't think the Vikings will win. I think the Bills will win. If you remember Case Keenum actually played in Minnesota and took them in the in the super uh down the playoffs pretty good before they went to Cousins. So maybe there's a little yeah. bit of chip still on that shoulder. You know what I mean? He has a reason to play and Keenan's professional man. He's not a bad backup. So I mean the Buffalo still has all the talent around them and digs. Uh, that defense does look a little suspect, but Von Miller is phenomenal. And he will cause a change in this game. But 
you know, I'm torn. I think that I do think, I do think that the line is covered at five and a half. Um, but I do believe the Bills have, they're in a game that they, they, they're going to win because they just lost to the Jets. I don't see them losing back to back games. I just don't. I, again, I'm staying to my, I've been saying it all year. Bills, Ravens, Bill Ravens. It's happening. And, it's, and the Ravens are peaking and getting hot right now and looking good at their defense. And the Bills are reeling a little bit, but Allen will be back. It's Bills, Ravens, baby. I'm telling you all the way. Yeah, you almost wonder if the, if the Ravens are peaking too soon. Like, they look they looked really good on Monday night. Hold on, their Orleans. defense looked good. Lamar missed three open throws for touchdowns. But anytime he scored 27 points, that's a pretty damn good yeah, night yeah, overall. Yeah, 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 I know. But, I mean, Lamar still needs to hit some passes that he was For sure. Missing. Yeah, for sure. So, so, but uh, we didn't. Yeah, so that's that's my two cents on that. But yep, I'm with you on the I'm with you on the five and a half. Like, I'll be with. I mean, I'd like to buy that from you if I can. <laughs> hey, we'll see. We'll see. We'll talk. We'll talk. Hey, I'm gonna uh, switch conferences here and take the Tennessee Titans laying two and a half at home in Nashville against Denver on Sunday afternoon. You know, look, Brian Tannehill is back. The the line crept up to three this afternoon when they, that word came out that Malik Willis was not going to be starting. Who, by the way, looked god-awful in Kansas City on Sunday night. But somehow, Tennessee was in that game. Derek yep. Henry? Um, uh, was that Malik Willis, the quarterback? Yeah, yeah or... but I'm saying Derrick Henry is the reason oh, why yeah. in that game. Oh, sure, sure. I mean, he, he's an absolute monster. He's, he's into midseason form. And it seems at this point, I mean, the Titans are 5-3. and three. It almost seems like Mike Vrabel is a miracle worker. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you on that. I like Vrabel as a coach. I think they have the, they have the best running attack that you could have. Um, I just wonder this whole Russ Wilson thing, like when is he going to just like snap out of all the bullshit he's been doing? And with Carol talking as much trash about Russ recently and all the people been picking on him, like do you do you see a resurgence out of that quarterback? That's the only thing that would make this game close because on paper to me, the Titans run away with this game and they just run it down the throats. Yeah, I mean, I have, I have zero faith in Russell zero. Wilson at this point. I mean, he's the guy has had nine games now to to show that he's still got it and um you know he's not the one i mean if you look at if you look at uh adjusted qb rating russell wilson is coming in at 28 that's behind guys like kenny pickett and matt ryan and zach wilson and andrew dalton Mm. so i mean that's a big enough sample size that you can't really you can't have any faith in Denver at this point. They can't score. The defense is good, but but again, like it's very hard to defend Derrick Henry. And now they've got Tannehill. Tannehill only needs to hit a couple play action passes, and, and it seems like Tennessee is going to roll here in a you know at home in a game they really if they really should win. I right. mean, think about it, we talked about how Tennessee was the number one seed in the AFC last year if they pull that game out in kansas city last sunday night which they damn well should have they are staring down the barrel of being the number one seed again yeah with your boy malik not catch, not hitting a single wide receiver for a pass it's amazing <laughs> it's amazing 
Hey, we're going to stay in the American Football Conference. Chargers playing in Santa Clara against the Niners on Sunday night football. Chargers plus seven. Listen, I can't lay seven points with Jimmy G, period. I'm not, I don't care if they're playing the, the Lions or they're playing the Panthers. The Chargers defense is, is pretty bad, but the Niners got lit up by Kansas City a couple weeks ago as well. So I, I don't think the Niners are all that good. I know, I know they're coming off the bye. They should be well rested. Shanahan's had, you know, had two weeks to sit in his little his little cubicle and scheme some things up. But Justin Herbert catching seven, that number seems a little too heavy. It, it looks like this game should be a four and a half or a five. So uh, I'm going to roll with the Chargers catching seven on Sunday night football. And looking at the splits here, uh, let's see what we got here. It, it seems like the sharps, the sharp money is kind of siding with the dog here. You got uh, 61% of the money is on the Chargers, 39% is on the Niners, uh, whereas only 56% of the play of the plays are on the Chargers. So I want to take the Chargers here, catching seven on Sunday night football. It, it's good that we have cornered the Sunday night, Monday night market, so that you know our, our listeners as, as well as us have something to look forward to uh you know late late evening sunday as well as monday night yeah i mean herbert's been a little disappointing this year you know i think the chargers have been a little disappointing for me but the, with the way you frame it i'm with you i mean the, you know the seven points is a lot and you know i just think how much is that is because of mccaffrey like how much did they believe but not two more weeks under shanahan how good is mccaffrey gonna be yeah. And that's what yeah. you don't know. You just don't know. And, um, you know, I mean, I, I'm a big Herbert fan, um, you know, but I just, he just has, I feel like he hasn't had it much this year. I, I haven't seen much of his highlights, but, uh, you know, I, I'm with you. I think it's a good play. I think the dog, like I said, any dog catching as many points as seventh grader this weekend, I'd be playing. I mean, you're going to win. You're going to win two or three. So you're going to win. So I, I like it. Yeah, so Herbert, uh, if you look at adjusted QBR, Herbert is number 11. We got to go all the way down to Jimmy G at 22 for uh, for adjusted QBR. So you just wonder, anytime a team is laying seven points, they have a competent quarterback that slings the ball over the field. It's, it seems like Jimmy G is a systems guy, and oh, yeah. seven points is a lot. You know, we've seen what the Niners can do to the Rams, but outside of you know playing the Rams, the, the the Niners have been rather pedestrian. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I'm, I'm not. A, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I just I don't put a lot of faith in Jimmy G. Just yet. I think the 49ers will be there. and they'll be they'll be someone that actually Dallas will have a lot of trouble with. But um, yeah, I mean, seven points a lot in the NFL. Seven points a lot on a Sunday night game, like. I, uh, I'd be on the Chargers if I was anyone else, but, you know, I'd be on them. Yeah, I mean, San, San Fran has the number one total defense in football, allowing just just under 286 yards per game. And, you know, if you look down the list, you've got uh, the Chargers, who are in the bottom third of the league. But, uh, but still, I mean, you get a turnover here, a turnover there. It doesn't take much in a, in a spread that large 
to tip the balance. Like you got to play a pretty tidy game if you're Jimmy G to cover a touchdown. You're, right. you, the skills are not going to do it alone. Right. I'm with you. I'm with you. Kata, let me let me throw you a wild card game here. Um, let's look here at. Hmm, I'll tell you what. We'll look at NFC North battle between the Lions catching three at Chicago Bears on Sunday, one o'clock. Bears, 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 the Bears, the Bears, the Bears, the Bears. The Bears. Yeah, I um, I like the Bears. I mean, the Bears have the number one rushing attack in football, and and Justin Fields is finally starting to play really well. And they got a wide receiver. Detroit, the worst defense in football it's just some one of those things that i couldn't talk myself into taking the chicago bears the bears i uh i i actually i'm kind of getting behind this fields thing um i i, I enjoyed why i mean I, they obviously played against dallas and uh saw some of that but uh i do think he's a, a hell of an athlete and you know they got him a, they got him a wide receiver and i again i trust them more i trust the bears more than i trust detroit so uh, that's why I'd be on the Bears. Yeah, Jared Goff is really bad for Detroit. <laughs> and, you know, I think the fact they beat Green Bay, who, I mean, Green Bay is terrible. Maybe, maybe there's some recency bias there, but the public is all over the Bears here, which kind of scares me away. Eighty, 83% of the money is on the Bears right now. Wow. So there, there might be some contrarian value there with the Lions catching three with my man, Jared Goff, at quarterback. Yeah, maybe so. I mean, this isn't an official play, right? Absolutely not. Okay. I would, I would never hold you to that. Okay. <laughs> Good. 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 I appreciate that. Well, you got the picks here. We got six picks, folks. Kanto coming in here. With uh, the Commanders plus 11, Steelers plus one and a half, Dolphins minus three and a half, Professor Vikings catching five and a half, Titans laying two and a half, and the Chargers plus seven on Sunday night football. Hey, we'll do it again next week. Let's keep this winning thing going, Kanto. Love it. Until next time, so long, friends. Peace. Peace.